0: Hello. Welcome to Madison Story Slam I am your host Adam Rosted uh, You can find us on Facebook now If you search Madison Story Slam We've got an episode of the Long Slam today And our guest is Kevin Farley Who is an actor out in LA Brother of Chris Farley Kevin was in town for Christmas And was very gracious and kind To come on the podcast And talk about being an actor Being from Madison And seeing how it's changed over the years We talk about Dustin Diamond who stabbed a person on Christmas, and uh, we kind of bounce all over. Uh, Kevin is uh, currently shooting Joe Dirt 2. Anyway, we're live from Johnson Public House, and here we go.
1: I'm sorry, I just got to pick up my sister and another gal. we gotta yeah, go got to go to another party. With, uh, yeah. I my, got saddled with my that. My wife imagine. knows Bart. Oh, yeah? I think she does her hair. She does her hair, yeah. yeah. Oh, she does? Yeah.
0: Where? On the west side? Uh, yeah, at William John Salon yeah. Uh, University. Yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so cool. she talks about that a lot.
1: Cool. All right, cool. All right, so Whenever I you want to chime in, Tommy, I'll just hand you the microphone. <laughs> Perfect. Why don't um, you do this? I can do this, right? Yeah, you can hold it. And you can grab it from me if you want
0: um. what's that so I don't do much of an intro at all that's do, okay uh, the, no that's the fine recorded later that's so, fine uh, that's fine we're live at uh, Johnson Public House while we're starting opening. right now oh yeah we're totally, all right, we're, okay, we're into guess. it yeah um, <laughs> I'm sitting here with uh, Kevin Farley who yeah. uh, we
1: interviewed Tom Farley I'm the second Farley to be on this podcast. That's correct, yeah. Oh, boy, you should get Barb and Johnny on there, and then my mom. I told Tom, I said, I'd love to sit down with everybody all at once. I think that would be Oh, you wouldn't want that. (laughs) No, you would not want that, you know, because... This is probably a nice podcast. You have some good listeners. Yeah. You don't want to lose listeners. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: think I... Honestly, the
1: idea I is to gain would. listeners. Yeah. If you had all of us on here, you would lose listeners. <laughs> I don't think so. I tune so. out when everybody's in, you know, it's just... Uh, yeah. Everybody talks over one in our podcast. Our well, family. you have a podcast. I do. Would yeah, you ever with have my brother, family members... Well, yeah, with John. Yeah, and he talks over me all the time. Yeah. Um, would you ever have other family members on that? Yeah, I'd say it to Tommy and Barb to always call in, but they never do because... It's always there's somebody's ever busy. Everybody's busy. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, nobody really cares about each other. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. But Wisconsin our our podcast has going on for a long time. John and I. Uh, I don't know how many listeners are out there. Yeah, but we just keep doing it for fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love podcasts. I listen. I'm Along, subscribed. Oh, good. Yeah. How long have you been doing this?
0: Uh, uh, Tom was our first guest on November 2nd.
1: Oh, this year? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so, just a
0: baby. So we host a, a Story Slam events here. Okay. So the, the events we do, we, ha- we have themes. So our next one mm-hmm. is actually next Friday. Our theme is Scars. Scars. And then people sign up to tell five to ten minute true stories based on the theme. Okay. And so I've done that for... A while Oh so my people come in year. With scar stories Yeah or, oh, That's cool or, or just whatever the theme is You know uh-huh. um, And that's then cool. so then I, I started the podcast To record those And put right. those online Right And then I said Well I'm bored With just the story slams Like I want to I want a podcast Like I want to talk to people Because sure. I like the conversation uh, So yeah I, I thought of Tom right away And then just started from there Was he good? Be honest It's our best episode yet
1: Oh Yeah Tommy Good job Thank you <laughs> We're also sitting
0: here with Tom. He's here. Tommy's sitting next to us. Um, so I, I mentioned we have some Wisconsin actor news to yes, talk about. Yes, you mentioned that. Oh, my God. Uh, Dustin Diamond last Dustin night. Dustin Diamond. A Christmas night
1: stabbed a man with a switchblade. Now, did he kill the guy?
0: No, no. no um, according to Dustin, this is Screech from Saved by the Bell, yeah. just so people are aware.
1: Screech, yes. yes. All those Saved by the Bell fans. That's right.
0: Uh, he, According to him... Uh, A guy was threatening his fiance, and so he stabbed him and he's been charged with a attempted number murder, of murder right yeah a number of things uh, among them probably attempted murder sure. assault he's, with a deadly weapon sure. and then con- carrying a concealed weapon so he's in
1: jail right now screech is in jail correct
0: he made his first court appearance this morning
1: he did yeah you know he was in porn too he was yeah he was in porn for a little while he did think, a porno
0: yeah i think just like one kind of self tape yeah he tried it was to very jump bad. on the self-sex bad, tape yeah. bandwagon
1: oh there is a picture of him on the internet right now
0: yeah he doesn't look good that-
1: is Dustin Diamond? Wow. Yeah. His curly hair is gone.
0: Yeah. He doesn't look like uh, the scrawny little geek no.
1: anymore. Well, you know what? You got to have a little bit of a temper. Yeah. Especially on Christmas. Yeah. You know, I know that families fight, and I know that, you know, <laughs> I know Christmas is a very stressful time of the year, but I would say to Dustin, uh, don't stab someone. I don't think that's a good that's thing. That's not to the do. answer. Don't go so, don't get so mad that you stab. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, stabbing. Like you said earlier, that you have sixty people in your house for Christmas. Yeah, sixty in a tiny little house. Now uh-huh. I would be. Sh- I would not surprise if somebody hasn't stabbed somebody <laughs> in your house. You know, with sixty people in a tiny little house. Yeah. If I was in that, I would stab somebody. Yeah,
0: I would. Yeah. I I came close. Like I said, it was yeah. my it was my first year with the whole extended family. Yeah. And, Did you feel uh, like stabbing
1: at all? No, no. no. I, but you know, that's why I think Dustin has got a mental problem. Yeah, yeah. So
0: for us, it, we, our Christmas, like you said, there was like sixty people there. Started at noon, we were there till eight thirty. So was there drinking involved? Uh, no, not at Papa's house.
1: Papa doesn't like drink.
0: I don't. Well, I don't know. It, there's, there's. I think aunts and uncles that are. Uh, oh, they drink. They, they, they're not a oh. fan of it. Oh, they don't so, like it. Yeah. Everybody else, though. If it was somewhere else, we'd probably we'd, uh,
1: be drinking. But yeah. So 60 people doing what? Watching TV?
0: Um, uh, no. Uh, uh, one of the cousins really wanted to watch the NBA games, but we managed to wrestle away the TV <laughs> and turn it off. Because I, I, yeah. I don't care about the M- NBA any
1: other day, so why care on Christmas? Yeah, I'm kind of with you with the NBA. I watched a little bit of uh, LeBron James's return sure. with, uh, against the uh, Heat. It's just anticlimactic. You yeah. Know, I, don't, I don't know. Who cares?
0: There's not a whole lot of... Um, it's not exciting. College basketball no, can be way really better, exciting. Yeah. because well, they have a strategy. Exactly.
1: And, and I don't mind people the argument, uh, you know, well, NBA is better because they're better players. I go, I'm not so sure that of that. I think they're better athletes, but I don't know if they're better players.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's there's no competition, it seems like, in the NBA. Exactly. It's just... Let's score all the points, which I mean, I guess right. is the the point, but mm-hmm. it's just
1: boring. Well, if it's like a chess game, you know, I find college basketball is more like a chess game, mm-hmm. whereas pro basketball is more like a who's got the better athletes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, kind of getting back to Dust and Diamond, just a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine you've never stabbed anybody, but I'm wondering, no. as, as a fellow Wisconsin actor, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, any ever been
1: arrested? <laughs> Yeah, I have been arrested. For what? Oh, this is years ago. I played rugby, and, you know, one thing led to another. In college? Yeah. Chris and I played on the Marquette rugby team yeah. in, in Marquette. This is, you know, you're going back a long time. Yeah. So we were Well, But that's at, the point. We want to hear stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were in um, Loras College in Iowa, mm-hmm. and we were in a bar, and, of course, after the game... You know, we shared a couple pictures with the other team. Sure. Gentlemen. Gentlemanly-like. Yeah. And, of course, you know, you get a little cocky, like... I think we lost the game, so Loris was, I guess, some of the fellas on the team were a little bit braggadocious, if you will. Good you know.
0: word. Mm-hmm. Good word. That's that's a word that's never been uttered And on then sure broadcast. enough, one
1: thing led to another in the bar, and a couple of the other unsurly fellows on our team mixed it up with some of the unsurly fellows on the other team. And sure. There were some pool balls involved. I know that. There wow. was a pinball machine that got kind of broken. Yeah. And sure enough, we all got uh, tossed in the clink that night. In it cost Iowa. me ten dollars to get out of there.
0: So uh, ten dollars. Did you have to make
1: any appearance in a court? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was just a, a fine, like a drunk tank. Basically, was what it was. It was a drunk tank. Oh man, uh, your brother
0: just handed me uh-huh. a, quite a bit of news here. What's that? Uh, Adam Sandler. Top's Forbes overpaid. Yeah, I did read uh, that. Edwards. I don't.
1: By the way, yeah, he's a friend of
0: mine. I'm not going to touch on. I'm not going on the limb of that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Tom's trying to start some controversy. You know. Yeah, I know. Like, I uh, believe me. I when mean, Tom was on, I, you know, I did I did my stalking of Tom to yeah. try and get well, that's information. Weird. Yeah, I know. No, that's right. um, and he had tweeted somebody. Uh, there's a Twitter account called WTF Facts, and it said. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, David Spade said didn't attend Chris Harley's funeral yeah. because he said he couldn't that's be in the same room there. with yeah. the box. It's been going on for a long time. And he tweeted back he wasn't missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought, I I thought maybe there was some beef, and I said, Tom, I'm, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm going to ask you about it. and what I'm well, really does i explain it to you? Well, he did. I, well, you already did the last he podcast. He did. So I, I, know, I, well, what long. I said was I was really yeah. hoping. Yeah.
1: Huh? Yeah. Keep the little punks in line. Yeah, that's true, yeah.
0: I told I told your brother I was really hoping that he would say something really inflammatory about David Spade. Of course. TMZ would pick this up. With that Adam Sandler thing, you might say something, but I'm not going to
1: touch that. Sandler's the king, (laughs) he he rules, he still rules. No matter what they say, his movies make money, and the bottom line you can rip Adam all you want, but his movies make money. I mean, that's I'll tell you one thing being in the business for a long time, it's hard to make money doing movies. I just saw Interstellar, and I thought to myself, what a long, hard, tough thing to follow. You know, I'm sure it lost money, it's expensive. Very difficult to make money, especially comedies. You know, Adam's comedies are generally around 80 million to make. Yeah. And they clear about one, 120. Sure. I mean, come on. I don't care. It's like saying, I don't like the Yankees, but the Yankees keep winning. Well, okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't <laughs> like the Yankees, but they keep winning. Yeah. And so you got to say, okay, you know, what are Be- you going to talk people about? People
0: still want them to make movies. Yeah. And yeah. I don't see that you
1: don't stopping. make 120 million dollars in a comedy, a goofball comedy with people. There's enough fans out there. Somebody's watching. Yeah,
0: well, uh, you know what, Um, I think one of his least liked movies as far as critically goes, what's the one where he played both the twins, it was
1: a brother and sister? A brother and sister. Oh no 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 no! Jack and Jill.
0: Jack and Jill. Yeah. I thought
1: that movie that was, was hilarious. I, I laughed my Here's so the thing: over. people yeah.
0: people have this mentality of every movie has to be a magnum opus. Oh, you know, God! I know, means something. I'm well, like, know. hey, yeah. movies movies are entertainment. Sometimes it's no. like purely suspend belief. Yeah. I went into that movie not thinking it was going to change right. my life, and I,
1: it was great. Yeah. It's it's funny. It's silly. I tell you, it's difficult because it, I, I compare it to like when you write. I've written screenplays and I've filmed movies. It's kind of like putting together a puzzle but you are putting together the pieces yeah. and then you're making the puzzle from scratch so you're cutting out the pieces yep. and you're as you go you go okay we're getting a picture here and you don't know until the picture's done and then you go uh oh it didn't turn out that great yeah but as you go it's like putting together tiny little pieces and pretty much you you've made this film and it's a t- it's if e- if it was easy every movie would be great yeah it's very difficult and and sandler He's got his method to his madness. Sure. And man, his movies make money. Yeah. Now and and, uh, the, there's a lot of people out there that think they're great movie makers and they don't make a dime. Yeah. Because people don't care what they put up on the screen. Hmm. You know. And but they're walking around going, "I'm a great filmmaker." Yeah. Well, you haven't made anybody. Yet. It's still a business. <laughs> Has anybody seen your films? Well, that you've... Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. It's still a business. Yeah. Now if you want to go to the festival route, there's a lot of people in the festival route that I've met that are great, you know, a very passionate filmmakers but you know, those guys are just doing it for the passion sure. and they don't make any money. Yeah. You know, and but a lot of those films are great and I still watch those films but I still admire a guy that can be in the business and make money in the business. And it's
0: for as long as he do. has, yeah. uh, actually, speaking of Sandler and you, I was just watching um, Waterboy, which is, yeah uh, 98, I was 11. I'm a young yeah. guy. And yeah. uh, so that that's like prime Sandler years for me is, yeah. is 96 through 2001. That was his like big hit. I
1: think that made about million. And so I watched
0: it last week and it never connected that you are the guy talking to the guy. uh, uh, The giant at the time was his Uh name as the wrestler. Uh And I I
1: saw it and I was like, that's Kevin. That's right. I had a wig on. No, did you? I had a wig on. I had to wear a wig back then. I don't anymore. (laughs) All right. Folks. Perfect. But I had to wear a wig back then, so that's why it doesn't. You can't really see who I am. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. We filmed that down in Florida. Yeah, and uh, I was like a week down in Florida, and it. That guy was a giant wrestler. His name was Paul something. I can't yeah. Yeah. But my God, that guy was huge. Yeah. I mean, huge. Yeah. And we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time on on Waterboy.
0: So. Um, Kind of leading a little bit uh, to a question that I thought this week. Um, how do you how do you keep your head above water in the ocean that is Chris Farley's brother? Yeah, do you know that's what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I mean even specifically as an actor, because yeah. or or maybe you dive how about in just head as first. a person. Yeah. I
1: mean, I said this to Tom the other night. Yeah, it just, you know, I think that Chris has uh, reached a point of legendary status that obviously growing up we didn't really see this coming. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. He's reached a point where he's an, a bona fide legend to some people and, mm-hmm. and to a lot of folks. To me? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, there's nothing you, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to compete with that, and neither is Tom. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, you just don't. Why, why do you, you know, a lot of people come up to me, and I'm referred to in the business as Chris Farley's brother. Sure. Which is uh, nothing I can do about it, but. The only thing I can do is just continue to be, you know, good in movies, try to be as funny as I do a lot of stand up, I do a lot of voiceovers. Yeah. I do a lot of screenplays, writing, you know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I just keep doing that. You know. I'm not gonna worry but about But Have you the ever fell stuff.
0: into that trap of I'm never gonna reach what Chris? Well, I'm never
1: or going to reach that. But I don't I, think I by the way, not only me, you, Sandler <laughs> yeah. won't. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean you're talking about a guy that's one of the most in my opinion, one of the most influential comedians in the in the in the this I, century. I agree. So I'm not going to, I'm not, I wouldn't set myself that high. He wouldn't even, by the way, he, what happened to him was just this phenomenon of thing. Yeah. His body of work, you know, he went, you know, who knows if he would have lived and done a couple more bad movies. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I don't know what, but I I, I, I think that when it happened, when people look back at his body of work, it, it sits there in a time capsule. And it gains more and more momentum as it goes. It doesn't get weaker. They look back and go, "Good God, that guy was a monster."
0: Yeah. Well, and for people my age, uh, it, like I, so, I read Tom's book every year. Yeah, um, a lot of people do, and Tom they did a good job. Absolutely. And they talk about in that book that um, a movie, like, wow, is it uh, Beverly Hills Ninja? What is yeah. considered was considered a flop or whatever uh, yeah, it that was. it wasn't super. I love that movie. Right, right. And I think there's a whole generation of people who are like, it's a
1: great movie. Right. But a lot of, I remember at the time it came out, Chris was very upset about it, too. And it wasn't well-received, you know, that kind of thing. Huh? It was, yeah. It was number one at the box office at the time. I just think that Chris, Chris wanted to do more with it and... Yeah, I like it. I think it's a great film. You know? How often I mean, are you watching Chris Farley movies? Not a lot. Not, not a lot. No. Is it? I've hard, seen would it be a lot hard of them? To watch, oh, no, not Farley anymore. Movie? no. Yeah, there was a this time this year. I think marks the 17. Was it 17? 17 yeah, years it marks the 17th year. So every year. I don't care at all. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say, no. Every year, obviously, you know, I I could I've watched them all a ton of times. You know, yeah, so yeah. I've seen a lot of them. A lot. And you're of in a lot of them. I'm in. Are you a lot in everyone? Yeah. Are you in everyone? No, I think he. He got me my SAG card, which was nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I'm in Tommy Boy. I'm in Black Sheep or uh, Beverly Hills. Ninja. I wrote a little bit of Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, really? Me and Johnny and Chris wrote a little bit, about a couple scenes on that movie. Sure. Uh, and then we're in that, and I'm in uh, Black Sheep, and I'm in... Almost uh, Heroes. What? Almost Heroes. Yeah. Oh, you really? You're in No, I'm not in there. He, he didn't want me in there. In what? Almost Heroes. Yeah, you, were, you can see you in the, in, the in the cocktail scene in the beginning when he's uh, oh that's right that's right we had a cocktail scene and I okay. was just in I had a bigger part but they cut me obviously
0: and so uh, that's your bigger bro- your big brother did that mean did, Like, I'm sure that meant a lot to you yeah. that, that he would yeah. go out of his way I'm sure at times to say hey we're putting my brother in this movie
1: Oh, he would do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did did he go out of his yeah, way? Yeah, well, he didn't go out of his way. I mean, yeah, I mean, he would just give. I mean, us I guess,
0: I guess if the star of the movie says, "Hey, we're putting yeah, together in this yeah, movie," yeah, then you're going to put the brother. Yeah, the movie. they built this they movie give around line, you know, yeah. Give us
1: a line, you know. Give us a line. thing. yeah. It was easy. It was fine. All right, we had a lot of fun. So, Those days were fun.
0: I'm sure. I, yeah. And uh, I, I always picture you um, as. When I picture Kevin Farley, I picture Kevin Farley in um, Tommy Boy. That blue—I think you're in a yeah. blue suit. Yeah, and, I'm at the wedding scene. Yeah, there. In the, yeah, in the wedding. And I was. And then actually John and reading.
1: I are in the, on the in the last half of the movie. We're in a another clip where we're in the we're working in the uh, in the in, in the factory the, uh, in the factory. And I just remember uh, getting the note to sort of keep it real and be low. <laughs> and John and I, you can see us making as many faces as we could sure. possibly make. Yeah. <laughs> It was fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Madison because it is our podcast okay. is Madison Story Slam. Okay. And so I, one of the things I kept t- talking to Tom about was what was it like growing up Farley?
1: Growing, growing up in this
0: town. As a Farley as in a Bravo, particular. you
1: got to remember, you know, things were a lot different because Chris wasn't famous at yeah. the time. And yep. nobody, nobody was famous in our family, so... We were well, a, but we even talked a little bit about your dad wasn't
0: famous, but your dad was known around town.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he. our family had been in this town for a long time. So, uh, yeah, we had a lot of friends. And we had a lot of, you know, this town isn't that big. so Yeah. One of yeah. the things Tom and I talked about was um,
0: grow, uh, having kids in this, your parents having kids in the 60s, and then specifically being in Maple Bluff, how it's kind of um, uh, this sheltered, Time and and your mom said in an interview that she goes, "Oh, there was a war in the the late '60s," and (laughs) she had five kids, so she doesn't
1: remember a lot of the political turmoil that went on in here. She had five kids, you know, and she was, we were just discussing today how big the laundry room was yeah, in our house. Yeah. I mean, you know, five kids, I don't think she knows much about the Vietnam War or anything like that. You couldn't ask her about that. Yeah. She wasn't involved with it. She was just too busy raising five kids. So I think growing up was a lot of just, we were pretty much a you know, in our house. We uh, did a lot of stuff together. Went on trips together, you know. uh, It was just like a big eight is enough kind of thing, you know, where a dad was the leader of the pack. And the rest of us just kind of followed suit. There was a lot of just, you know, dad was definitely the leader, though. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was kind of easy that way because... We didn't have to think too much. Mm-hmm. If dad said something, that was going to go down. So <laughs> the rest of us were kind of free to just uh, goof around. Yeah. Until he got mad. Or yeah. Or as
0: your brother put it, you didn't goof around too much. You were serious Sam.
1: Who, me? Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody had to be. I mean, you sort of reacted to the other people in, sure. the, in the family. Somebody had to be the decent, good one. <laughs> I was trying because everyone else was arrested or getting in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I, so, yeah, you look and you look around and you go, well, I can't be like that, so I'll try to be, like, quiet guy. Sure. So, you know, you react. Do you to, think it was a conscious thing for you? It's conscious, I think, when you grow up in a big family. Sure. To try to find your role yeah. in it. So, yeah, my role was quiet guy because everybody else was screaming. Yeah. And so I'd be like, well, nobody in here is quiet, so why don't I be the quiet guy? Yeah. Yeah, I'll try that for a little while. Uh, and then everybody looks around and goes, what are you so quiet for? <laughs> Yeah, you get mad at you for like I'm trying something different, guys.
0: I see. I I get mad, and I don't get mad at quiet people, but I tend I'm loud and boisterous, like to laugh. Uh, uh, And when I'm around quiet, soft-spoken people, it's like,
1: what is your problem? Like, why are you so angry? I think the quiet now. I I feel the same way around quiet people that are sort of. Was there a time where uh,
0: I think for most quiet people, when they were quiet as kids, there is a time where that switch gets thrown, and it's kind of like, I'm not they having turn. fun. I, right. Let's turn this switch on and have fun, and then they become loud. That happened When do you think me. that happened with you? Oh, probably college,
1: I would yeah. say. I started just going, I don't like the shy act I'm playing. Sure. I'm not going to do it anymore. Just simply out of boredom. You're right. I was just completely bored. But in a, you know, you just start wanting to make your own kind of noise. Yeah. So I was just getting... And then I just found... Hey, this feels good. And it's like trying on a stoopy It's not as scary
0: to... as I thought it was.
1: Well, it's also just kind of my nature, being a Farley. Sure. It, okay, being loud and, and uh, opinionated. Yeah. Uh, it felt right. Yeah. But, yeah, well, growing up, though, everybody was so loud and opinionated, I, I didn't, you know, you're not going to... What's like, one more voice? Who are you going to compete... How are you going to compete with Chris and Tom? Yeah. And Barb, you know, just screaming and yelling opinions everywhere. Well, know,
0: according so. to Tom, Barb is the funniest out of she them.
1: She is. She's definitely the funniest. Without trying to be, she's definitely the funniest.
0: Um, like, a funny how? Like, I mean, she... You say not trying, so it's not like she's telling no, jokes. she's, not she's, she's just trying. She's naturally... just naturally...
1: naturally funny. She's just naturally... Yes. Naturally says things that are just... Socially, socially not right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I mean, you know, you kind of strike your head and go, what did you just say?" Oh my God. that's funny.
0: <laughs> but but without she doesn't even care. No, and, and it's not like she's trying to be controversial. Well, I don't think it,
1: right? she has an embarrassment gene, which is kind of funny. <laughs> which is like good. Most she's of us a have. teacher, right? Like, does she? She's teach a teacher. Yeah, little kids. Uh huh. So. Like when she does something embarrassing, she immediately goes, "I don't care. I don't care." <laughs> You know, uh, and I'm like all right. I know you don't care. I know you don't care. Who? Uh, who's your favorite family member to impersonate? Well, not Chris. I can't do that. And, yeah, you know, I, I mean, people. Well, ask I was me listening to, to
0: you on on Todd Glass's podcast, and he made four me do it. Ago. I think he did. No, I know what you you naturally said something. Yeah,
1: you you were telling a story about I sound like how Chris you, in the family. I probably sound the most like Chris.
0: Yeah, you were telling a story about how you uh, were telling Barb to shut up sometime because she, <laughs> she was talking about a song huh. and she's like, people are people. Yeah, yeah Todd loves that. Song. And and you we you were said a, you said yeah. shut up Barb and I was like I, that was Chris. Well, oh that sudden. was
1: that's what. The way it went down, we were all having dinner, and I forget what it was. That song came on, yeah. That song and by uh, who's that from? I can't can't remember. Tears for fears, yeah. And so Barb was singing at the dinner table, and she's going, (laughs) "People are people, so why should it be?" And then she goes, "Dad, people are people. Why should it be that we don't get along?" And Chris goes, "Shut up, Barb." See, I see. I thought it was you. Who, oh, so it was uh, Chris. I just that claimed said. that I did, but Chris really said, "Shut the fuck up, Bart."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: I'll imitate Dad. Let's see. Yeah, Chris was only imitating Dad. I mean, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. No, Dad was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, but he was also just like complete leader. So we just looked up to him and whatever he did we just imitated yeah but he was funny all the time yeah all the time um think you get your humor I, I won't. dad probably dad, dad a little bit of mom the, the we thought about this a lot probably the uh, bravery and the uh the, the, that ability to get on stage and sort of make a fool out of yourself, we get that from my mom. Okay. We get the humor, pure humor from dad, sure. probably. The, the, the intellectual kind of looking at uh, funny things in, in, a, in a funny way it was from dad, but the the sort of the guts to get up on stage came from my mom.
0: Yeah. Um, so you have a kind of a unique perspective as a native Madisonian mm-hmm. um, who has spent
1: the better, like, 25 years in L.A.? I've been in, LA. yeah, like 1997 I came out there.
0: So 27 years? Oh, no, not, not 27. Sorry, 17 years. Yeah. seventeen Good, years. Math. good math. Yeah, right? I don't know. Um, so you have the unique perspective of somebody who visits frequently or semi-frequently mm-hmm. at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, but spends the majority of the time. So I'm wondering, how have you seen Madison specifically change? It's changed a
1: lot. Yeah. It's changed a lot since I've been uh, just growing up here. It's funny being in here. I went to school right across the street at Lapham. Yeah. And I was a uh, uh, you know, crossing guard right over here. Really? Ingers- Ingersoll Street right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I don't know. Just going around this neighborhood, this area right here, this coffee shop and all that, this was kind of... Not only had Bernie's rock shop, but they didn't have much else. You sure, know? and I think there's areas also where we were just traveling up uh, Sherman Avenue. The houses on the lake there weren't as great as growing up. Now they're just beautiful. I think that has changed. I think uh, we have the same mayor. Soglin has been our mayor since I was a young kid. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. I just think Madison is is um, one of those places that uh, is changing, but it doesn't. It, it's funny coming back here. It doesn't change a heck of a lot, sure, uh, but it, it does in other ways. You know, like I think that what's nice is you get an influx of youth coming in here, yeah, with the university, and that really helps this city out a lot. But
0: do you think that that also keeps it sort of the same? Because young people usually are. Transient, they leave. Yeah. Well, and then also at that age, pretty much everybody throughout all time has kind of had the same ideas and thoughts. I don't want to say the same, but they're in the same place uh, emotionally and mentally.
1: Well, they're not, the students aren't going to change Madison. They're just going to come here and and leave. Learn what they can and leave. Yeah. With the people around here, um, they're the ones that just, they are kind of the same. I mean, a lot of it is, is the same. It stays the same. Sure. But. You know, there's different uh, buildings. I like the Edgewater. My friend Bob just finished the Edgewater. Yeah, I'm
0: done. And I'm I'm going to the, there for the next well, two nights. I'm going there tonight. The, yeah. the, oh, really? I, I'm from here. I'm headed there.
1: Yeah, uh, same. My here.
0: wife's family. We're staying there for the next two nights for oh, Christmas.
1: Oh, really? Well, yeah. I'll see you over there well, in a perfect. few minutes. I'll that's join the party. party is. <laughs> that's where my party is. That's awesome. Funny. How funny. Yeah. So that yeah, that's all new down there, and then. Yeah, so things change a lot. Things change a lot here. I, I, but they don't change. The people don't yeah. really change a lot. I still see friends around. My friend Steve Myers calling me right now. He hasn't changed since he was eight. Oh, perfect. Um, so I, I, I also wonder, politically, because you come from a mm-hmm. really conservative family. Oh, well, wait a second. Don't get me in trouble here. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble. But- well, I mean, look, I know that a lot of people online... I did a movie called American Carol, yep, and it was a politically driven film. And I have to do a lot of interviews on there. And every year, I've been trying to pedal my way out of that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I. um I did that movie because it was David Zucker who I yeah. admire very much. Yeah. You know, with Ooh, an airplane it, it, yeah. and all those guys. Naked Gun. Yeah, I wouldn't turn that movie down. Yeah. But I'm an actor, and that was a very highly political charged movie. Sure. I went to the Republican convention like an idiot, <laughs> and then I get back to Hollywood, and everybody's calling me this Nazi say Republican. This Nazi Republican, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm not really politically driven you yeah. know. at all. No, it's not. I'm not one of those actors that gets on my podium and starts to hammer away at like politics. Sure. I find politics is a game much like acting as a game yeah and I just don't really want to get involved with it as much as I used to.
0: But I, but I'm still curious. Uh, you know, your dad was—he was very conservative, he was very the, yeah, Tom he Farley, was. the Republican. Oh yeah, he was. And then your brother, Tom Farley, the Republican, who, Sometimes. who had an article that came out in yeah. April that yeah. said, "I'm not a Republican." No,
1: anymore. he wants to distance himself. I yeah. think also because the Republican Party, certainly in this in this state, and not only this state, but also all around, has been—you know—the Coke the industries and that kind of thing, and the way the Republicans have changed. The GOP have changed. Sure, it's, it's changed since we were kids, and it's not my dad's Republican Party anymore. You know, it's yeah. just different. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if they're going to get their act together, or maybe they're not. I don't know, but you know, certainly they did a great job in this this last election, which is wonderful. Let's see what they can do, but yeah. You know, I don't know if it's the same Republican Party since, sure. since I was growing up. I mean, being a conservative back then is different than being a conservative right now. Totally. I really think that's not just for me getting older. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that the party has changed. Yeah. 'm has many more thoughts on this than I do. <laughs> but, I mean, that's true. I, I for so per, my, From my perspective, I think. And I've seen Wisconsin go through its fair share of uh, yeah a lot of one of my dear friends was Andrew Breitbart who died God rest his soul and Andrew was a big you know fighter uh, I mean he came here when the Wisconsin was going through all that stuff and really stirred the pot I mean that's what Andrew was all about yeah but he saw the hypocrisy in the media and he wanted to attack that you know obviously um, and he made a good living doing that but I also see that like. A lot of that is just brand building and advertising sales, you know, totally. and that kind of thing. And so,
0: well, look, I mean, at, uh, yeah. look at anybody, any of the talking heads. Sure, they, they don't no. give two shits about. They're trying to get. They're ratings. promoting themselves. Sure, they're promoting
1: they are. their Bill their O'Reilly's network. Yeah, promoting himself and trying to get ratings. And yeah. I've been on Bill O'Reilly. I met Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, you know, he's a jackass, a complete <laughs> jackass. Yeah, but you know, he, he's one of those guys. That but just, he does it well. He does <laughs> it great. He's a Harvard you a very smart guy. Yeah. But, I mean, could not be more of a jackass. I yeah. mean, honest to God. So what are your thoughts on... Um now, he's probably going to call me up. I could give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I mean, he's... he's I don't know. I would say Bill's a nice, smart guy. Yeah. But, I mean, is he the nicest guy on the planet? Probably not. No. Uh,
0: so, I, uh, this is totally, uh, who cares? What are your thoughts on Barbara Walters? I know you were on The View from a <laughs>
1: I was on The View, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How was that experience? She was very nice. Do, go, Whoopi was nice to me. Yeah. They were all nice to me. I thought no, they were
0: gonna... Nobody was, because uh, I know they've had a few people on that show, like the hosts. Had, there uh-huh. have been a, a few that have cycled through that people are like,
1: always well, talk about. I it. thought they were going to go after me, but all you have to do, do, do just... Tell a joke. Just don't get too serious with those ladies. I think they're all right. Uh, Whoopi was very nice. They're all very nice. I was just doing it. I just said, look, at the time I went on there, I was promoting that movie. And yeah. Look, I'm just an actor. I'm not a politician. So let's not, I'm not going to get into this crap. Sure. I was a terrorist. They, they, we were making fun of terrorists at the time. It's kind of funny because we were, we were kind of making fun of terrorists. Yeah. Back in the day, but we were making fun of Al Qaeda. We didn't go after North Korea. Yeah. And so <laughs> Yeah, speaking Yeah. But we went after Al Qaeda and all that kind of, I think Barbara Walters asked me, Are you afraid of a jihad on your on your head and all that kind of shit? And I never really thought of that.
0: Yeah. Until she said Until it. she said that
1: and literally it kinda of on the view, I go, God damn it, Barbara, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Jesus, what? A jihad on my head? She goes, Yeah, are you worried about For the, a movie? Yeah, for the Al Qaeda coming out and cut your head off and all that? And I go Shut the! I'm getting off this show. Good God, I just made a Zucker film for God's sake. Oh man, that's too yeah. Funny. It was, was kind of scary, but then you know when you look at this interview, this 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 show that just came out now, that's that's serious stuff. Those people yeah. are else people are actually watching those movies.
0: Yeah, and they're getting pissed. Well, I remember when that movie was announced, and I went, "This is going to be bad." Like, that like in the reaction is yeah. going to be no pretty shit. strong.
1: I saw the interview I, th- I mean I saw the previews and I just thought they're naming him by name yeah yep now, we never it's did not, that in our yeah. we never did that in our movie never named anybody by name
0: yeah I don't know you know the guy that got to play him was much more handsome than he actually is so that's you know <laughs> flattery that's <laughs> nice name, yeah.
1: you'd think he'd like that
0: uh, the I watched I watched the movie uh, on New Year's Eve. You watched the interview, yeah? Because they put it out oh. online now. Yeah, like you were able to rent it. What do you think? YouTube,
1: yeah, not too bad.
0: Not worth the hubbub. Not um, worth it, right? The funniest part is at the beginning, uh, scene with Eminem, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you want me to give away more than that for you. I
1: probably won't see it. Just Eminem
0: announces that he's gay, no way.
1: And, and, it, and it just becomes funny.
0: super funny because you know yep. uh, just the, the the vitriol that he has had in his lyrics. Yeah, uh, he's like people. People always take take that and like they don't realize the only reason I'm yeah. saying that is because I'm gay. And and like it, he's taking the piss that's totally funny. out of himself, and I it's like so funny.
1: Well, one of my favorite controversial movies is Team America, and that's a puppets. Those are puppets. Yeah. Yep. And those guys, Matt Stone and, and uh, Trey Parker, those guys really did a great job, and yeah. just and just seeing the hypocrisy and really going after in a very funny way. Yeah. All of this terrorism stuff, and and also just going after Kim Jong Il. I mean, they they made a puppet out of him, mm-hmm. and then you know, but also attacking the left wing in Hollywood. Matt, Matt, Matt Damon, Damon. Matt
0: Damon. I, I feel like nobody can be mad at a movie where you have a challenged Matt Damon as a puppet. <laughs> How can
1: you be mad at that? that? movie you truly truly laugh at, you know. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: yeah. Because and the they, and the soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah, it's hilarious.
1: Yeah. You're hilarious. I mean they didn't forget about hey, we're still making a comedy, we're still trying to be as funny as we can yeah. without being political.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um so you 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 like the rest of your family went to um, Edgewood, yeah. For high school? went to
1: Edgewood High School. Then Edgewood College. I got an MBA. Oh, okay. and while I worked for Dad here uh, sell, at, sell at an Scotch
0: asphalt? Oil Company, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, so I'm, I'm curious, how does the selling
1: asphalt thing work? You know what, my dad. I, after I graduated, uh-huh. I was I was uh, I was still drunk. And my dad, I go, what am I going to do for a job? He goes, why don't you just work for me? And then I did that for six years. Sure. Just basically drove that around, delivered bids to different contractors and municipalities. Yeah. Bribed uh, politicians and then went out and got drunk. Oh, perfect. In Madison. Yeah. It was fun. It was a good job. <laughs> Nobody sells. Yeah, I have a joke in my act that goes, asphalt's not too hard to sell, folks, because you either want it or no, you, you don't. don't. <laughs>
0: You either, yeah. get, either give a shit yeah. about it or. You know. Exactly. Uh, so, stand up, when did you start doing stand up? Like, is it five, like Like, uh, six like years five
1: now? years ago, I was just saying, I need some. I needed to challenge myself, uh, okay. you know, in a, in a way where. I had just done a movie, and I'd written a movie and done a movie, and. and uh, is that
0: paranormal? Uh, I did movie?
1: paranormal, but I also did a movie called uh, Hollywood and Wine that's out on Amazon. Okay. I wrote and directed that one, and. I'd, so I'd done that, and then I'd, uh, uh, of course, acted. But I thought to myself, and I'd done improv for so many years, and yeah. I thought to myself, I think I need to challenge myself with uh, something that, that'll really scare me. You so know? Did it scare you? Oh, God. The Terri- it, it, stand-up, there's nothing more terrifying Sure. than stand-up comedy. Yeah. Nothing. No. That'll really... That'll really make a. Man Did you out find of the immediacy of it uh, to be a really? It can be great, and it can be also terrifying because at first you have five minutes. You know, you sure. have to have five minutes, and that five minutes you got to come up with a joke. So what it does teach you is, let's cut away all the fat. You know, when you search stop down and write comedy, you come up, hey, I found a funny concept. Yeah. Or what isn't this ironic? Or isn't this? Uh, I found this weird thing in life. You know, and then you mm-hmm. write it down. And if you say it on stage, people go, oh, yeah. You know, they get a reaction. It's like, yeah, you're right. That's clever. That that is a thing. Congratulations. That's a thing you thought of. You know, and you don't get any reaction at all. Yeah. And then you go, wait a minute. Why didn't I thought of something really clever, but nobody gave a shit? Yeah. So stand-up makes you, yeah, everybody starts out and they write a joke and they go, why I thought of something really clever. They stand on stage and everybody just, they agree with you. They yeah. Go, yes, that's clever. Yep. But there's no laugh. Yeah. And then you go, oh shit, I need a joke there. Yep. You need, I need a joke there. You, you set up the 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 bottles. You just haven't thrown the ball. You set up. Out. Yeah. And that and the trickiest thing is to is to get that joke and to get them to laugh at it.
0: My joke, like, so I'm not a stand up at all, but I so like at the story slam, I get up in between stories and kind of poke fun and and whatever, try and dance monkey dance, you know. Yeah. And uh, my joke like that is I had a realization. I used to work in a vault counting money for a vending company. Worst job I've ever had.
1: Yeah, that is a shitty job.
0: (laughs) Small and close space, no windows. It's a vault. Uh, (laughs) With one other person, and I realized one day, so I had to fart. And as I realized I had to fart, I also suddenly had to sneeze. sneeze, And I realized there's no worse feeling than being in a small room and simultaneously having to fart and sneeze with a person. Yeah. And, and like I think that's a really funny observation. I've tried to tell that joke a hundred times. It always falls flat because it's exactly that. People are like, oh, yeah, that's
1: a thing. That's
0: a thing, yeah, exactly. And there's, I think there's no knocking it down. joke that I would figured be, it
1: out. You know, something happened where yeah. you're in the vault and you locked yourself in. I don't know. There needs to be a twist in that in that yeah. concept. That makes people. Yeah. You got to well, bring them in and then make them laugh there I was thinking, while they're there. You know? um, I, so I listen to a lot
0: of comedy podcasts and I listen to a lot of Pat Oswald and he yeah. said two things. Great. Like, He's a great, wh- great stand yeah. up. Yeah. The whole point of stand up and telling jokes is to make them think you're going one way with it yeah. and then completely turn completely it. Completely go the other way. The other way. Yeah. And then the other thing he said is you can't uh, make fun of or tell jokes about something until you truly love it. Um, That's true. Which is interesting. Cause That's true. Because I think a lot of people come from the standpoint of, uh-huh. oh, this is stupid. I'm going to make fun of it and make jokes about it. And that can be funny, but it's not a, it's not a humor sense that lasts. Your, well,
1: they're going to sense what they do is they sense... Your insincerity, and they the number one thing about stand-up, you don't even have to be funny. you got to be more likable, and you got to be like, I don't know what he said, but he seemed like a good guy. Yeah. Or he seemed like uh, he liked what he was talking about, and he loved what he was talking about. Sure. And he was passionate about what he was talking about, and he was talking about it in a very funny way. Yeah. But it's obviously something that he loves and cares about, and Hmm. he's thought about a ton. Yeah. You know, whether it's, that's why you talk about marriage, or your marriage, or your... Your family or things that you know and you love and you've been through the ringer with, and yeah. so that's where a lot of that comes from. You're like going, oh, "Yeah, I got a kid who's, you know, I got trouble with. Him. I don't know how to relate to my own kid, or you know, yeah." But it, they know it's authentic because he's, you know, talking it's your about your kid exactly. exactly. Yeah. If you don't, well, I think you can you can read a comic who
0: is telling jokes that are purely made up. That yeah, he's he's telling stories that never actually happen. Sure, we're sure. like with Louis C.K. for example a lot of his jokes you're like oh this is something like he's tweaking it you know he's mm-hmm. he's. Um,
1: I'm sure it's just a kernel of what happened but then yeah. he's so good at yeah He's so. What his genius is, so making it seem like no, that just happened right now, and this is going on in my life, and I'm just telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you my my crazy. I don't like my kids. I mean, he's brave enough to go. I don't like my kids. <laughs> yeah. I think my kids are brats. Yeah. And I gave my kid the finger today because she was a little brat. Yeah. I mean, just the bravery and the most and just risking the audience, going, what the hell? Yeah. He's willing to do that and step out there and say that and and you know, but it's so honest that. people People go. They give him a break, you know. They go, "Well, it's his kid, and he's not going to hurt his kid. He's not going to. He's not dangerous." But it's also honest, just saying. Like sometimes I can't stand my kids. Yeah. Or else, just the point. He has another great joke about flying when people complain about flying i it's love like, that you're joke. fucking flying i so I you know. get on a plane and in two hours you're in los angeles yeah you're flying through the air so a good
0: family friend of mine is the guy who owns the princeton club here in town oh yeah and he was telling me a story i used to have dinner at his house every tuesday night and he was telling the family and me a story about some he they weren't even in the area they were sitting on the tarmac he said we had to wait for like th- 40 minutes, yeah, yeah, and then I yeah. used the, the CK line of yeah, yeah. and then what, did you fly through the air magically, <laughs> and it know, really, I went, like, I went on and on and really kind of harped on it, yeah, and, it and at yeah. the end he went, you know what, you're totally right, like, that, yeah. I, I took part in the miracle of flight, uh-huh. like, I shouldn't be complaining that I had to wait 30 minutes to do yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and I love him because he's also just willing to say how much we really obsess Like he's in his show, he obsesses over this girl. Yeah. Makes a complete jerk out of himself. Yeah. Calls her too much, texts her too much. She's clearly put him in the friend zone. Yep. And he's like, So are we ever going to? She's like, No. No, of course not. Just to be that pathetic in your own show is really his his genius because nobody is ever going to do that, especially in Hollywood. Nobody wants to admit that they're that. Exactly. Nobody in Hollywood wants to admit that they're that pathetic and they're actually obsessing over some girl or some job or they want more money or they just don't like themselves. Yeah. The greatest thing about Louis C.K. is he absolutely puts out there on stage. I don't like myself. I'm fat. I obsess over girls that are way out of my league. Yeah, that nobody would ever like admit to on stage. there's yeah. no way. Uh, and he seems pathetic, but he's not. No, well, there's something about owning
0: your being pathetic, owning that absolutely, fact that owning makes you not to the fact pathetic.
1: that he's pathetic. And like, there was one other episode where he he comes off of doing great on stage, which yeah. is like this is what every comic goes through when you get off stage and you. You're getting a, a big a round of applause, and you go to the bar, sure, and you know you get a drink, you know, and you're like, okay, that was a good set, it's a good you know? one, good set, and he's just about to go home, you know, he's like a little older now, he's just he's been done that before, he's had good sets before, yeah, so he's just gonna go home, and then there's Stephen Wright at the bar, you know, Stephen Wright, is, yeah, and he says, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just gonna go home. He goes, that was a killer set. He goes, yeah, I know. He goes. No, you got to sit here and get laid. Try to get laid. And he goes, no, no, I'm just going to go home. i got kids at home. No, I'm not going to. No, I did that when I was younger. I'm just going to go home. And he ends up staying. (laughs) And it turns into this odyssey. Picks up this strange, crazy woman. Yep. You know, and it just turns into this great, great thing. And and there's so much... That he's great at. He, he's truly one of the best right now.
0: Well, uh, so to bring up Patton again, uh, he was on the Todd Glass show, uh, yeah, and he was saying, you know what the best year in comedy so far has been? 2014."
1: Is that right? Do you know Did what? Did he say that?
0: Yeah, and, no. and and he said, "Do you know when the next best year will be in 2015. comedy? 2015." 2015. And he goes, yeah. he goes, comedy doesn't. It just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And I think it's true. A part of that, I think, is. Um, people are more willing to be more and more honest about right. who they are, where they're right. coming from. Yeah, I'm, quote-unquote, a celebrity, mm. but I am a piece-of-shit human being, too, you know? And yeah. I'm fetic, and I'm whatever. And I think the more that people are willing to be that, well, the funnier yeah. it's getting.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that it's kind of a tricky thing, this Internet and the Twitter and all this age. Yeah. Yeah. Has gotten us to all get more honest, you know, tweet more honestly and be more honest, whether you're on Twitter or wherever you are on social yeah. media, that kind of thing. And I think that has helped, but also just, I don't know if it's really helped with, I think it's made some people stand out. If you are being honest, it makes them stand out more because I just think that it, the internet and that kind of thing kind of gets us more introverted in a way. And yeah. Just because we just go back into our computers and, and we sort of communicate that way where it, it doesn't allow us to be honest in front of each other. Sure. And now that's why when somebody does it on stage, they're like, holy God, that guy's really honest. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on a stage. So it stands a, out more is what I'm saying. Do you
0: thinking. think a comedian is more driven to be more honest today, uh, again, because of technology? Because of... I have got so. I've got TMZ on my phone. You can't pretend to be super glamorous when I've, uh, I see your shots from last night uh, yeah, getting drunk I, at the bar.
1: I, I, don't, I think people are afraid now. Yeah. I think they're afraid of the social media. Everybody's got a camera. hmm I think they're afraid. Uh, there's a lot of people I know in Hollywood that just are, are terrified of everybody having a camera, everybody having a... Yeah. You know, and everybody all of a sudden, this big judgmental world out there that, you know, you can be, you, your career could be over with one loose. Which is so weird. In, tongue. You know, in, in what just, other
0: industry could your career be over because of something you said offhandedly that a reporter happened yeah, to hear at a exactly. bar?
1: No, I think people are terrified in Hollywood. It's
0: that in politics. Yeah. Hollywood yeah, well, and politics. Politics
1: are even more because that can really crush your career. Yeah. A comedian can bounce back. An actor can kind of bounce back and apologize or whatever. But Unless you're I Michael mean, Richards because I, I feel like he still no, hasn't he quite. No, he still hasn't, back. but he hasn't really. He, what his mistake is, he never got back into the game. He got to keep swimming. You got to get back. Look, even Michael Collins, the guy that just being uh, accused of pedophilia right now. I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: Seventh Heaven dad. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: he's out there on a campaign trail trying to, like, say. Oh,
0: you, man, you know his right. publicists are working. They're right. earning that paycheck. Right. Yeah.
1: But I also, it's an example. Jonah Hill one time was walking down the street, and he's, you know. I know Jonah, and the, and the poor guy was getting hassled by this uh, cameraman, calling him fat and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Trying and to get a said some, yeah, trying to get. And Jonah did have a reaction; it was a pretty nasty reaction. Yeah, and he said some bad stuff. But and then he went on the Tonight Show and apologized, apologized. Like laid his
0: heart out. Yeah, and oh, I remember that.
1: Right, and I thought to myself, "Here's this guy getting egged on." Yeah. Get, you know, being called fat mm-hmm. and being you know wanting you know wanting you know wanting a reaction, he got pissed off and mm-hmm. he said some stupid stuff. Admittedly, yeah. and now he has to go and apologize yeah. and be like, "I'm so sorry." And you know, you know, it's just everybody should understand. Yeah, he was mad. He said something out of anger. Yeah. Does Jonah mean it? No. no. Is Jonah the nicest guy? Yes, he is. Yeah. He is who he is on stage. He's a nice guy.
0: There's no forgiveness anymore. No. There's like no understanding of, hey, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to poke you with a hot iron. Yeah, and then and whatever you say, you say, say word, yep, that's you're going to be truth. in trouble. That's, yeah. That's the gospel truth right there. Whatever yeah. you've And said. it's
1: horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. Yeah.
0: That's the, the worst. That's part interesting. I don't think I've ever thought of, thought of it that way.
1: Well, sure. I Cause, mean, Cause it really
0: got... is, you know, when you're attacked personally, it really is like a hot iron being poked into your face.
1: Well, yeah i mean the 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 problem is like i don't think chris would have gotten along really well in this day and age because the problem is if you're in the public eye everybody has this attitude of like you're a public figure Mm -hmm. in other words i can do anything i want to you because you want to be in the public eye because you want my money you want my money you want my ticket and you want you wanted to be in this thing so i can do anything i want to and that's the attitude sometimes and it's like, that's why a lot of these guys just run away from cameras, or they don't do interviews, or they don't do anything. They just are afraid of people. Sure. Because it's that overwhelming attitude. It's like, you want to be in the public eye, then I can say anything I want to you. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of dangerous. I think it's dangerous.
0: Yeah. So we're coming up on 49 Minutes. Just Oh, wanna, God. Wanna See you later. Take it easy. Do, do a couple more things here. Uh, biggest accomplishment as a stand-up, do you think, for you? What, oh, what are you most proud of? Not bombing. Not bombing? I don't know. Um, what, or, or, or other option, worst you've bombed.
1: Oh, the worst I've bombed in stand-up so far? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple. I did, I think, uh, it was basically a, a uh, <laughs> uh, convention of doctors yeah. that I had, actually in Wisconsin. Sure. And, man, oh, man, it was an hour of, I would honestly, and I can say this with all honesty, would rather have somebody take a needle pin and jab me for an hour. <laughs> take a pin and, and, and jab me. Because it was simply excruciating. Yeah. And it, it taught me a lesson not to uh, do those industrials in front of surgeons. Mm-hmm. Just turn things down. The one thing about stand-up is it's totally derivative of the audience. Like... You have to. You could have a great set in the wrong in front of the wrong audience. You're gonna bomb. Yeah. So you have to have that. You have to know what you're doing. They might offer you some money to do you know a nursing home mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's gonna> be, <laughs> but you're going to earn every penny <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah i learned a lesson that way but yeah you bomb you're inevitably bomb in, in stand up you inevitably bomb can
0: you read a room like that now i can read it in a second right now yeah, yeah. definitely could you right away when you cuz you no, you said you did, uh-
1: no. I couldn't. Okay. You just didn't know. You get a vibe right now. You do it enough. I've done it for four or five years. I've done hundreds of shows. Sure. You just get into a room and you go, okay, I know what this crowd is. It's either a drunk crowd. It's either an ethnic crowd. Yeah. It's neither a – a lot of intellectual crowds here. They're great. They have a couple of beers and they're very smart and they laugh at everything. They love to laugh. Sure. Then there's the adult crowd that wants to prove, you prove it, make me laugh crowd. That's a difficult one to get going. Yeah. Um, There's the industry crowd, which is like we're here uh, – got – 50 bucks on my expense account and we don't care about this guy in sure. front of me that crowd's a little rough then there's the drunken wild crowd that's screaming out and yelling at you that you have a different thing the vegas crowd where you do these vegas shows and everybody's with they got the test tube full of beer and they're yeah. just smashed yeah, yeah. And they're not listening they're they think they're helping you out by heckling you which yeah. is horrible <laughs> yeah um uh, so
0: coming up on 51 minutes i'm just i'm I'm so sad to see you go.
1: <laughs> but, all right. Well, I'll see you over at the party.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so the last thing we always ask, uh-huh. and it started with your brother. Uh, uh, I always ask who is the most interesting person in your phone. I, the way I phrase it, in my I, phone. If I was walking down the street and found a phone on the ground, it happened to be yours and I was scrolling through it hmm. and who who would I go oh I've got to call this here. person oh. I, or the other way you can answer it yeah. is for you who's the most interest. So uh, Tom's answer off the yeah. cuff what, first answer he think he said was Quincy Jones.
1: That's funny, yeah. He's got Quincy Jones's number. Yeah. I was pretty uh, good. that yeah. one
0: that one was pretty good uh-huh. and uh, but but I've said to other guests it could be your mom, it could be whoever, yeah. you know
1: that is my mom. Really? I got my mom on my phone. Yeah, she's most interesting.
0: Why? Why is that the most interesting for you?
1: Because I, I think my mom's very interesting.
0: So, but I
1: mean, like, it comes from
0: if you're if you're calling your mom, uh, what are you
1: hoping uh,
0: to have the conversation about? If if it's if it's just hey, it's Thursday. I always call my mom on Thursday. I've got nothing to say. Yeah, we're going to talk about.
1: Well, she's always going to give me updates on everybody in the family, so sure. it's good. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I care about. Yeah, I mean, all the rest of the people in Hollywood and all that, they're great. It'd be cool to
0: a person like me or anybody listening yeah, to hear those names. But for you, they're it's They're all business people, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, You call them for business next time. Kind
0: of so does that leave, uh, you know, as somebody who will never be any kind of celebrity, um, well,
1: how do you know that?
0: Well, I'm just pretty positive, and I'm, yeah, and I'm you fine, are. I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine with it. Like this I, I podcast see...
1: is going to take off. <laughs> well, about. of course, I've just had Kevin Farley on it. No, oh, I've boosted take your off. ratings right now immensely. You can see that. Look at the phones it, are ringing off the hook. Yep, that's right. But uh, you know, for me,
0: talking to you is a big deal. Talking to your brother was a big deal. Talk, yeah. You know, talking to some of the guests that I've had have, has been a big deal. But so, as somebody who's been in L. A. and as an actor, as a celebrity, mm-hmm. does that leave, or, or or will there always be? certain people for you that, like, you know, if you're sitting down with Jack Nicholson or whatever, oh, yeah. that's going to be, a, be, a, big, be oh, yeah. a big deal to you.
1: Oh, yeah. You never leave that. Yeah. I've been, you know, working with a lot of different people, and, they're you know, depending on the person. Sure. I'm usually always just in awe of somebody, like, I've worked with John Boyd, I've worked with Dennis Hopper. And yeah. Yeah, you know, you can't help but go... I, I usually make a jerk, because Chris used to do that, too. And I end up saying the most obvious thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you're on the set Apocalypse Now, you can't help but, but drift over so, that way, you know? That's
0: so honest. Like, the well, Chris Farley yeah, you know, yeah. like, show that's from, kind of the way now. we are.
1: Like, I was talking to Christopher Walken just in, when I was just shooting Joe Dirt too. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up just drifting over to, like, so, like, when you were... I asked him about Natalie. No, I did not. No, I did not. Uh.
0: But but I agree. Uh, uh, To talk about Chris again real quick, Uh, if I sat down with Paul McCartney, my question would be, Remember when you yeah, were with the Beatles? Know, yeah, you don't that know. That was him. awesome.
1: So the only the only thing when you meet a famous person like that, the screaming questions in your head are the most obvious things that you knew. You're like, "Oh shit, I know this guy. I know this guy. Why?" Yeah. I bought his album. Yeah. And then you go, "Oh, wait, I know some songs and stuff." But I don't know anything else. Yeah. So you just go when you wrote that song, you know that I know and you know, and like shit. so I'm gonna
0: have that moment right now. Right, to, yeah. To end this podcast, could we sing some
1: calculus? You bet we can. You start it out. Alright, ready? Yeah. I know my calculus. Calculous. It says you plus me equals us. I know my calculus. It says you plus me, me equals, equals us. us.
0: Kevin Farley, know. thank you so much thank for being buddy. on the podcast. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. God
1: bless you. Hopefully we'll see you again I sometime. I hope this takes off. Thank I hope it didn't ruin it. No.